0: how old is that thing anyway
1: my little guy i don't know wasn't it from the 80s probably that's the way i want my hair i'm trying i woke up
2: what happened to the regular intro
1: i don't know we're live, guys. I see that. Oh, I wow. That. We're, we- we're oh. live. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> crazy. Good evening. And welcome yeah. to Chasing Prophecy <laughs> on <Wow>. FM 107.7 <laughs> new-, <laughs> new Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with Sean Kelly. Jason, hey. I'm Pietro. Hey, happy mm-hmm. Thursday, everyone! Happy Thursday! Happy Thursday to you too
2: for Thirsty Thursday.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope we're still live. I I think we are. Um, we're gonna find out when, uh, if we are, <laughs> but um, tonight we have an interesting show um there's a lot of odd places from the bottomless beautiful swimming hole in the desert in santa rosa new mexico and um there's a lot of mysterious things that go on in new mexico as we know um but this is a beautiful sinkhole and it's in new mexico and even the legend uh billy um the kid used to take a dip in it (laughs) so um it's an outlaw you know what i mean but could this blue hole be linked to the alien bases in new mexico and nevada and the missing people so well tonight is sponsored by pittsburgh paranormal society so if you have a ghost who you're going to call you're going to go pittsburgh paranormal society and you can find them on facebook and just send sean kelly a message and he'll get back to you to Let's see what's going on at your place or business. I um, learned a lot about the blue hole in Santa Rosa when I was writing the third book in my trilogy. And I was fascinated by it. And this is the cover. And if you want to check it out, um, I would advise you to check out the first book, From the Sky. But um, I really love the research I did because I believe that these um, blue holes have caves that that go off in different directions and mm-hmm. who knows, they could be connected to um, New Mexico, the underground um, supposedly base that has seven layers, levels of experimental, um, weird, con- unbelievable, demonic, uh, evil um, experiments that the aliens and the humans work together. But before we get started, I want to introduce our spectacular guest sean graham he's the host of the thought-provoking chasing the truth and sean graham has a podcast a podcast dealing with paranormal and unexplained phenomena he launched his podcast in may of 2018 and instantly created a buzz throughout the paranormal community and that's where i met sean he <laughs> contacted me um, to be on his show about talk about my books and mm-hmm. he has a A very interesting story about what led him into the paranormal. So we're going to get right to it. Um, Welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Sean. Sean meets Sean. Hey, Sean.
0: (laughs) Jason. Hi, Sean. (laughs) Jenny, uh, glad to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. Well, let's see. Chasing Truth is on Saturday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time on UPRN. I've been part of the UPRN family since 2019.
1: Hmm. Awesome. Somewhere around here.
0: There you go. Yeah. That's cool. There you There you go. And, you know, I, I spent about two hours, so this is going to be kind of a, a condensed version of what led me into the paranormal. I actually started out in hospital work, wound up uh, being a uh, regional manager for sleep labs for a, a chain down in North, northeast Tennessee, hospital chain. And then I lost my left leg, had to retire, came back, uh um, with uh, a near-death experience that caused me to start researching near-death experiences and trying to find out, some hey, did somebody have something like I did? Haven't found anybody. Talked to about 16 people so far that had near-death experiences on one-on-one. And everybody that I've talked to said, hey, you know, tell them about the stories. Wound up uh, being on uh, Dark Waters, if you know who Dark Waters is. Uh, mm-hmm. show uh one evening and told him a story from way back in my past. He says he kept bugging me, he so hey you need to do a podcast, need to do a podcast. And I turned him down at least twice and he came to me the third time and I said, Okay, let's go. What what's gonna happen? Next thing I knew I was buying this and that and and doing a podcast. This is actually the first time I've been on camera since the first two shows. Actually wow. So Welcome. the rest of the time, rest Good of the time night. I've got two computers, you know, or two Macs side by side <laughs> running running the show by myself without the the stuff, you know, transmitting to three different servers. So who knows what's happening, but I do a live show with live call-ins. Uh, actually it's kind of I feel kind of naked not having the call-in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, so, um, if anybody wants funny. to call in and talk to uh, Sean, the number to call in is 724-395-6849. And Sean will be lucky to answer any oh, questions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, my show covers just about everything that I found find interesting. Uh, people call in. Actually, my next show Saturday night is actually a call in. <laughs> uh that called me about three weeks ago responding to another person I brought in that called in to my show and I spent two hours with her. Uh her name was Lacey and told Dogman encounters and hello, stuff. Hello. She's oh there you go.
1: We have a co- we have a caller. Go
2: ahead caller. Hey uh how are you guys doing tonight, doing tonight? Sean Sean, and Sean Jenny, and Jenny Jason. Jason uh so Sean I see you're about your near death experience Just, uh, you got to got to see like angels and demons and stuff with stuff god i'm just curious
3: I was just about, curious that, about if you, that if you can enlighten a little bit
0: like
1: we know that's your show jason <laughs> go ahead oh, explain about okay. the angels
0: all right so when i first well it, that yeah when i met the angels and demons so this is well into the near death experience uh the, Angels, and I actually, the first one I met was an angel. As soon as mm-hmm. I crossed over to heaven, I found myself you know, surrounded with light, surrounded with love, surrounded with all the stuff that you hear about. Never did experience the tunnel thing, though. That was the most interesting thing I couldn't figure out. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went on this great adventure where, you know, everything that I could possibly know about or want to know about was instantly like you had Rolodex is right there. I want to know the uh, secret to uh, the KFC chicken. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm kind of make fun of it, but, uh, you know, it, I was in a cumber for like 10 days you know, oh, wow. there, mm-hmm. you know, you know, missing the left leg. They actually told me, you know, told my family that, uh, for the first three days I was on off on the ventilator. Don't have hope for me. I was elsewhere. And, uh, Every every once in a while, I'll remember something new about the near-death experience and go, wow, how did I forget that? And actually, the last major event that happened was me, a uh, memory where I was in front of God. And I was talking to another near-death experiencer that uh, was telling me about her near-death experience. And all of a sudden, I get hit with this massive you know, re- remembering remembering everything, that uh, how belittled I was. Been in front of God and saying, hey, why am I, why are you even allowing me here in front of you with all the stuff that I have done? You know, knowing that even the darkest, deepest secrets I've tried to hide away from me got new already. And, uh, you know, I got hit with that while I was talking to this fine lady, trying to evaluate, well, is she going to be on my show or not, actually? And I started crying. She said, "You okay?" And I was like, "I just remember being in front of God." Wow,
3: So that's incredible. That's cool. You know
0: the 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 key thing is I've talked to uh, a bunch of people that have had near death experiences, and some of them have this this thing where they have time problems, experiencing time. My experiencing of time, I never have a slow moment. It's you know, last time I was on the. A show uh, last Saturday night was just like two seconds ago to me, Mm. or a second ago. You know, it never slows down. And I've actually had many arguments with my girlfriend over that. Why can't you understand it? If you you're doing this or that, you know, it's blows by me just like that. Even my shows from show to show, I'm like, okay, this one's over,
3: and the next time, like, wake up, oh, it's time to do a show again. Hey, wow. Sean. Um, yeah. talk, talking about near death experiences. I had one back in 1983. Um, in fact, yes, I actually died. Uh, I was considered dead for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. I came back, when I came back, um, I started to see things, hear things, and feel things that weren't there. And mm-hmm. um, instead of seeing God, I saw darkness. I no, went but, to hell as well. Oh, my, yes, so you, I you mean went was, to hell. Yeah, I had
1: to,
3: I had to because, you know, nothing happy was there. Nothing. It was all dark. But I will tell you this, and we'll get on with the blue hole. Um, with me, um, that happened when I was 19 years old, 20, and um, I forget everything from growing up to graduating from high school. Has that happened to you at all? Or you just when the time happened do you forget the past
0: uh, memory actually the the one thing that uh, happened to me I don't know if you can you know put this in a category of uh, you know having the life review I remember you know I was questioned about a lot of stuff that I did one you know throughout my life and actually this is the first part of it and that uh, first part of this I've never come across anybody that came across when came into, uh, I talked to, I was surrounded by eyes. You know, in the first part of my near death experience, these eyes look reptilian, believe it or not. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, they, they'd open and ah. close, you know, and then it was like being surrounded by, you know, in the middle of a, a snowball or a snow globe and these eyes just looking at you. And I would hear these uh, voices and say, Hey, why did you do this? Why'd you do that? And I was like, Okay, well, I'm dead. Might as well answer the questions. And I got down to, you know, I don't know how long this was, but I got down to the last question um, that I actually just lost and I cussed like a blue streak. Uh, There If you ever watched Coal Miner's Daughter, you remember that Mm -hmm. movie? A lot of that was filmed in this area that I live here in southwest Virginia. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a coal camp that my aunt used to live in. And I remember as maybe a three or four-year-old, little kid going down the railroad tracks to go to this, you know, feed store to get something for my aunt. And I remember, you know, in, during the near-death experience, bending down on the railroad track picking up a Coca-Cola ball cap. And they asked me, why did you pick that up? And I was like, okay, this can't be what death's all about. Being constantly mm-hmm. aggravated by all, and then I just cussed. I mean, cussed like a sailor. Then all of a sudden, you know, I used, and I said, why in the, you know, H E double sticks, all that kind of stuff. I try not to cuss on other people's show. I cuss on mine, but um, then I said, God, please help me. And all these eyes just went away. Ugh. And then I see this one creature off in the distance looking at this big, massive opal. You know, it's sort of like a iridescent, you know, flowing opal looking at it, and I was like, what the heck's that? What the heck's that standing in front, you know, floating in front of this opal? So I, you know, by that time, I was all ticked off. I didn't care what what the heck happened. I was dead. What what else is going to happen to me? Walk up, or not walk up, kind of float up to the thing, and this thing looked like a lizard, you know, like the alien lizard kind of creature thing, and uh, yeah, Looked at me and I looked at it and I said, what are you looking at over here? This opal Opal looked uh, about as big as bigger than this door behind me on my left side, probably by about twice, twice the size. And uh, I looked in, curiosity got to me. I looked in and I was like, what are you looking at? And there was another person on the other end of that. It's like looking through a window at another person and they were doing the same thing they were doing to me. Questioning constantly. Now, I've you know skipped over a whole lot just just conversing, uh, trying to condense this thing, and uh, this this creature just looked at me. I said, "Well, I don't care about you. Get away from me!" And it just you know moved off. And the next thing I know, I was I reached out, touched the thing, and it was you know it felt like sticking your hand in a, a thick. A warm can of molasses, I guess, more, more or less. And I tried to pull my hand out. And the next thing I know, either I fell into the opal or the opal just surrounded me. And I got bombarded with all the sensations you'd ever care to, you know, experience. Heat, sound, light, cold, darkness, brightness, you name it, pain, all the sensations. And I remember you know kind of you know getting into a fetal position like that until it kind of subsided the next thing i know, you know i was surrounded by light and then i saw or not i can't exactly say i saw or seen this entity now uh, the entity i you know, now know was an angel but uh, the angel's name, I can't say because you know, it was a it wasn't a name you could say. It was like a feeling. It's like you walk into a room and somebody walks in behind you that you've known for your, most of your life, a good friend or a daughter or son or, you know, dad, mom, that was its name. No. But I, you know, instead of me going back through that, i I'd named him Bob for, you know, and easy purposes of saying, remember Bob? Yeah. That, that, that creature. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, it was so different there. Time was there, but it wasn't like here. You know, it wasn't something that you could experience. You could feel it pass: tick, 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 tick. It was like uh, the wind, being in the middle of a hurricane, but you could stop the hurricane and sling it back around and whatnot. Any time that I wanted to go somewhere, all I had to think about, and you know, I was automatically there. Time, place didn't matter. I was everywhere at once, or, or in one single spot at once.
1: So. Hey, Sean, how long did how long was this? Was this like an hour, two hours, three hours, or was this? You know, how long did this go uh, on? This particular uh, spot.
0: Oh, uh, lifetimes. Wow. And then again, I look at it and it was like just a second.
1: And then this is when this happened when you were unconscious or was this?
0: I was in a coma on a ventilator. How long uh, were you
1: on in a coma? 10 days. And this, this all was happening while you were in a coma.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. That's so cool. Um, did you, when you woke up, did you, or was it a gradual remembrance or did you remember every aspect of what happened?
0: <sighs> well, when I woke up, I woke up in another hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I spent three months in, in a rehab hospital Recovering from having an open wound, I had necrotizing fasciitis, is what took my leg. That How did you up. get that? I was in a car accident.
1: Car accident.
0: That was totally my fault. I won't go down that far. That part of the thing. But it ate my leg up. Uh, had uh, It was November 17th of 2015 is when I, the leg was chopped off. I went oh, through man. two amputations. And... Uh, that being said, I don't remember any of the, you know, the being in the hospital. I remember, you know, saying a prayer right before uh, the drugs took effect, mm-hmm. you know, telling my sister and my late brother now that, hey, I love you and made my peace with God and made my peace with my, my family that was there. And the next thing I remember is been floating in the darkness. And I guess that uh, it totally changed how I look at everything. You know, it flipped my priorities. You know, what I considered uh, priceless before, uh, I could care less about. Don't I don't own a car. Don't own anything major. I could care less about having anything. You know, I found out what really mattered was you know being able to reach out and say, "Hey, I love you. Hey, you're my yeah. friend. Hey, that yeah. kind of stuff. That that stuff you can take with you." You can't take a diamond with you. You can't take anything no. with you like that. But you, I certainly took my mouth with me.
1: <laughs> well, you lost your leg, but it sounds like you gained so much from what happened. You That's have like a, have a, a new aspect. Powerful. Yeah. Mm.
2: Very powerful oh, yeah. story. Thanks for sharing, Sean. We appreciate
0: that. Right. Yeah. Well, I spent, mm-hmm. I, I spent countless hours telling the story. I was actually okay. on Heather Wade's show for four hours straight told it for four hours. I even got up to the point where I, uh, I was telling about me meeting the devil, Satan named it three different times. And the oddest thing happened. Everything that was wifi in my house went out as soon as I started naming. It. And I was like a minute and a half into it telling the story. And I figured out, Oh, wait a minute, I'm not online. And then Heather calls me on my cell phone saying, Hey, you gonna be able to get back online? It's like, yeah, I'm working on it right now. And I, you know, skyped her back, talked to her for a second or two, and then I got everything back up. But as soon as I named that damn
1: thing, is do you do you think? What do you think he you, you named them? I mean, he did you name it or did they? T- t- did he I, tell you you named the devil? Well,
0: well, the the one thing I do before every show, even this one, and after every show, I say a prayer and say, hey, yeah. "Please lead me and guide me." you know, protect those that are listening to me. I do this every show. And before the Heather Wade show, I said, you know, you know, do I need to say anything about this experience with the devil? You know, please lead and guide me with that. And I was like, I literally, they, all they heard was me mentioning that I met, met the devil in this experience. And then the rest of it was like, well, we lost him. So I took that as no, Sean, you don't need to go down that road right now. Okay. That's been said. There's only been a handful of people that I've told that story to dark waters, my girlfriend, a couple other people. But uh, the one thing, Sean, if you, you probably have come across this too since you had a near death experience. There's some people that you get this feeling that you can't tell them about. You can't say, you you just can't say, hey, I had this experience. I saw you in it. You know, I did, you know, I did see, I actually came back. I didn't remember this until about a year into it. I came back when my late father actually died the day I was released from the uh, three months in the hospital. But uh, I remember my dad and my sister and uh, my brother being in the waiting room outside the ICU talking. And I, was, and I asked my sister, did this happen? Well, yeah. How'd you know that? Well, I guess I was there. (laughs) So, but, you know, the one thing that uh, I found with this experience is deja vu just hit me like crazy. You know, after I came back to this house, you know, this is my, you know, was my grandparents' house, but now I'm like the caretaker of it now. Uh, This big century old house that's haunted to the (laughs) hilt. Literally, you know, I've had experiences while I'm on the air and stuff, junk, you know, falling, being thrown across the, you know, pulled off walls and crap like that. But, you know, the the deja vu part, you know, I experienced like every other you know, moment. It's like, you know, I experienced that, but how in the hell did I know that was going to (laughs) happen? You know, i never experienced that before. Yeah, it's, It's weird. And some of the stuff that I've seen. In the near death experience has come true. Some of the stuff hasn't come true yet, uh, but had been said. Just-
1: well, um, Sean, how do you feel? What do you know about the blue hole um in Santa Fe? Do you know about the blue hole in Santa Fe? I know there's one in Calif- uh, Florida, and uh, I believe there's one in um oh geez, Belize? Jason, where where is it? There's one in Belize. Belize. Yeah,
0: I've seen I've I've heard a bunch of different ones uh, and the experiences with UFO sightings are around these
1: things. No. Do you believe, too, that they're connected to the underground bases like in New Mexico and Doys? And um, there's one, the Nevada, uh, where Area 51 sure. is?
0: Without a doubt. I think uh, there is a connective uh, inner workings underneath the ground that connects just about every part of this country, whether we put it there or not that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I've heard, I've seen, I haven't seen it myself, but I've seen and heard people talk about, you know, being able to drive a semi-truck underneath the ground for hours and then wind up in another another. Yeah, car. I
1: don't know how they, I mean, like the blue holes are like the, they're like sinkholes that go down, like, mm-hmm. was it 85,000 feet or something? Yeah. I know the one, the one I researched for my story, um, which I thought really fascinating by that, the dive there were in 1972 the divers are young college kids they went down with their scuba diving equipment they were drinking and they somehow they never came back up um some say their lights went out and they couldn't figure out how to get back up
3: mm-hmm. and
1: they what they had they closed up the the caverns underground well these caverns these tunnels went they went they scuba dived down and then there was the caves and then they they like they got they could get up and they could party there and they oh. stayed down there. And then they, they would go, there was more caves and I don't know what happened. They got lost in one of the caves that went underground and somehow the water just sucked them up and they found their bodies. I don't know. I don't know. Was it three years later? Was it three years or three months later in Lake Michigan? Oh, wow. I hmm. would, so that just goes to show you that these, these tunnels, they go all over the place. Oh Yeah. It's scary.
0: Uh, especially up in the Great Lakes. I've I've heard of stories where stuff winds up in different parts of the uh United States. One actually traveled around the world and wound back up uh, in California from the Great Lakes. So it's hard to tell. There was
1: happening. one there was one story that I was just watching a documentary about the divers went down. I believe this one is in Florida, and they were holding hands they found their bodies on way underneath the hole at the mm-hmm. bottom and they were holding hands. Apparently their lights, another, the lights went out and they just held hands. They were like chained together, like in a circle. It was so, they, the divers who found them said it was so scary and just so surreal. Like, you know, like, Oh my God. So they didn't even bring them up. They left them there. They just, that was their cemetery, I guess. That they If yeah. something couldn't get back. What did okay. you read? I was
2: reading that there's you know like several hundreds of people that you know they would go down you know whether it was with one tank of air or something and get too far then there was no turning back or uh i was reading one about uh what was it um nitrogen uh necrosis or something like that and mm -hmm. you know a lot of people they just get so far lost in the caves you know the ones Mm -hmm. that were inexperienced you know Mm -hmm. uh you know and then they just end up below that hydrogen sulfate layer and that's it there's nothing that's down it. below there you know that's Not it. in a permanent resting place
1: it's a, that's a they a lot of them won't even go down there to try to recover because it's just too dangerous and they did close them off they they did close another one that santa um santa rosa they closed it off but sometimes these kids go in there and they try to you know they try to because I think anybody can go there at night there's like yeah. how you, who's gonna stop you it's yeah just... there was a
2: 17 year old kid that uh i forget we you know it wasn't too too long ago but you know tried to go playing around and you know not supposed to be in the in the blue hole and you know he got sucked down and under and you know and he passed away and then uh the, i think one of the famous ones is that russian guy he was 22 years old he was a diving instructor mm-hmm. his name was uh yuri Lipsky. yeah uh, yeah he went down and he had one tank of gas and he ended up going a little too far there there was going to be no way up and i forget exactly what happened but he ended up literally just descending to the bottom really quickly and uh they found his camera and they were showing i saw some of the footage and you just see him he's at the bottom just like struggling and then that's it you know yeah it's, it's like it's creepy very creepy. It's it's,
1: it's very creepy. I mean, we're, we're, it goes back to the tunnels. I mean, I think they're all connected. And what better way um, to go underground like the U.S. Uh, the What is it? U.S. Uh, was it UFOs? No, there's, there's U.S.O.s. UFOs. The mm-hmm. submerged, unidentified submerged object. Those um, alien crafts that they said they go underwater. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. other way that'd be that's such cool that they can go down there and go through the, the tunnels and go to the underground bases in New Mexico where they do um I believe like the doce papers <clears throat> that they do the i i don't know about you sean um Graham, I believe in the uh seven levels down in New Mexico I don't know. oh yeah the
0: uh, Dulce in New mexico Dulce, yep. Yeah, that, that place has got a rich history. The only thing is, is everybody brings up these old, you know, 50s and 60s UFOs. You know, what's a, You know, what about now? They're you know, happening
1: right now. and
0: Yeah, they're happening right now. Colonel and, Corso, I've heard that freaking story so many times. You know, okay, yeah, we got some technology, you know, in the thing. What's happening now? What's coming out right now that we don't know about? That's what well, I want to hear.
1: We're going to hear about it hopefully soon. The, oh, I, don't, the, I the, doubt that.
0: I, doubt <laughs> it. I think, I think I would it'd like
1: to, it's just, It just—it just seems like New Mexico, and the, they got the Devil's Triangle in and Bermuda. And the, it's the triangle, like Oren. Um, remember, um, Parks was talking about the Aaron was it, the book Sean Kelly. Remember, we had him on the show. <laughs> and it's yeah. confusing. Sean Graham and Sean Kelly, <laughs> um, <laughs> when he was talking about with Jolie about the triangle in New Mexico. And then you have the triangle in Bermuda triangle. And then these holes seem like they're connected somehow. They're like sinkholes that go way down and they have tunnels that go. No one's tried it because it's too dangerous to find out where these holes go to. Maybe they do go to New Mexico, you know, in under one of the underground tunnels. And I, you know, that's what I wrote about in my main character, so, my male protagonist, he went down there and he, you know, that's what the story is, but somehow I have a feeling it's not just fiction, it's real life.
2: So, Jenny, I have a question for you. So with the tunnels, because I was reading different things, do you think that those were, you know, maybe built more by UFO space, you know, spacecrafts and all that stuff, or do you think that with all the stalactites and everything, they're finding that these tunnels were actually formed more from the last uh, ice age. That they're, you know, coinciding these sinkholes with.
1: I don't know. I think maybe they are the the UFOs that submerged because it takes them to the tunnels, the underground tunnels, and that's how the I believe the the reptilians and all of them that that they traveled through. I mean, how could they get to one side of the Earth in such a quick time? And just going back to like the portals, like with we were talking about the missing 411, maybe yeah. this is something that they have something like that in the earth that's not in the water, but they could be. Maybe, but this is where it gets tricky. And I think I'm going to write David Paulus a, um, a letter. He always says he finds these people in the water. Okay. Hmm. Maybe that these little crick things have some kind of portal underground um passageway to wherever this creature is living. How about that?
3: That's he pretty interesting.
1: He, he found he he said it's just um fan. I mean they're always having their face face down in a crick or some kind of source of water.
2: Mm, that's definitely a uh that's
1: kind no, of yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to make it yeah. Sick. What do you me- think, Sean Graham? <laughs> well,
2: SGSK, <laughs> S- S- K- yeah, we're
0: we actually live is, in Southwest Virginia is right on the Kentucky border. The Mammoth Cave system stretches all the way through Kentucky into Tennessee into Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. fingers of that cave system is underneath my butt right now. So, oh wow. That being said, you know, it's hard to tell what's underneath there. You know, there's uh, oodles and oodles of UFO sightings around this area. Bigfoot sightings are what they call boogers or wood boogers since Boogers. Uh, BFR. Bookers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the BFRO came down here to Bristol, Virginia, Bristol, Tennessee, and, and researched or did an investigation, and wood popped up. And, uh, you know, there was a, you know, that's, that's what popped up. I remember as a kid, my grandmother saying, hey, get back in here before it gets dark, before the burger gets you. So.
1: <laughs> if anybody has a um call, a comment or want to talk to one of our guests here, you got Jason, you got Sean Kelly and Sean Graham. Give us a call at 724-395-6849. I'm looking at the chat to see if there's any comments
3: mm-hmm. here. I yeah, dare you to call it. Talking about Virginia, I just came back from Virginia, me and uh, Jason, but I went down there a couple yeah, days, it. yeah, a couple of days early, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you what, the Appalachian Mountains are creepy, dude, and so <laughs> uh, they are, and what was crazy was they didn't have the leaves on the trees, so it was like kind of bare, mm-hmm. and um, I went gold prospecting down in North Carolina, and I'm telling you what. God only knows what's happening in the woods, dude. Honest to Pete.
0: There are I mean, so many stories about what's out there. You know. Oh they, gosh, everybody's got this. Um, you know, locally a uh, tale about Monster Road, and I actually told this tale uh, here locally, and somebody from you know here in the town I live in said, "Yeah, I know that's that road, Monster Road." And you know, the I've heard it three different ways. It's either a Bigfoot. Or an old uh, World War II vet that was m- uh, mangled and, you know, the Monster Road was uh, where teenagers go out and park and neck. And this old guy comes up and pecks on the window and scares the living crap out of them, and they move out. But I've also heard moonshiners say, yeah, Bigfoot's out there on Monster Road. Hmm. You know, that's been that. said. <laughs>
1: Well, get we're coming to the um, last twenty minutes, guys. You went on this octagon um, investigation. What do you have to say about that?
2: That was one awesome house. I'll just yeah. start off by saying that This, the, let me, you know, every house has its, you know, groans and creaks and everything. This house was so well built that in the middle of the night it was absolutely dead silent. You didn't hear one creak, one floor, nothing. Like it was mm-hmm. amazing how it was built. But, uh, the, the civil war stuff that, uh, the owners have collected over the years is it's astounding. Like it's incredible. The whole place is just full, you know, all the civil war and, you know, Gettysburg memorabilia and Lincoln and Washington, you know, it's definitely a, you know, a good history lesson as well as a ghost hunt, you know, and, uh, we had a couple other team members with us from another team and, uh. It was a pretty interesting weekend. that uh, Sean hooked up with yeah. them pretty good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, experience there, Sean?
3: Oh, okay, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, first, uh, Albert, uh, Jennifer, uh, um, Jenny, or not you, Jenny, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like lost for words here, and he's going to yell at me when we get off here because he's watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> but no um they're they're uh deaf mute uh team uh black dark silence black silence something like that and uh this was the first time that we uh actually did an investigation with people who were deaf and i'm telling you what uh there was a little bit it was a little bit harder the communication okay but i tell you what after a while we started to get into a rhythm and um they did pretty decent. Um you know what amazed me the most about that is like Jason was saying, I spent a lot of time with them. Um they were sitting with the K2 meters, okay, even the REM pods that we had going, and they would sign, you know, they just sign, and it was responding to their sign. It was crazy. Hmm. Um and all weekend it, it it really blew my mind. Um And uh, it it just, just signing, no talk, just signing like this. And the K2, the Pod, they were responding. And I'm thinking to myself, and it was mind boggling all weekend, because does the spirit hear our thoughts or does it understand signing? And uh, uh, it was like really, really. I think they
1: hear your thoughts. What do you think, Sean G.? Oh yeah, definitely,
0: without a doubt. They, you know, yeah, if you're connected to that side and you're open up to that side, yeah, for yeah, for, and you, um, you listen to it. They feed off that energy actually. So if they can get a rise out of you, you know, all the more power to them. So, they, oh yeah, that I can communicate with this person. You kind of shining uh, like a light in the dark,
3: right? When you're, when you're okay, there's it's way. Albert, Jessica, and Wendy. There we go. Got the names right. Sorry about that, Albert. I know he's watching right now.
1: Yeah, they're, they're watching. I can see them.
3: Oh, yeah. They yeah, yelling they... at me already?
1: No. <laughs> no, I don't think they're yelling. I, I do see that, uh, getting back to Sean G's tell about the devil, um, Daniel wanted to know, please describe it more, and do you still experience physical effect from it?
0: Uh. The one thing, the the description, if I put it in a 3D model like, you know, looking at this stinking uh, computer I'm saying, you know, I couldn't do that. You know, it was, you felt this thing, you seen this thing, you seen all the way around it, underneath it, you know, it was was just part of like you, part of your environment and you're a part of the environment. So to describe what it looked like, I couldn't really tell you. Other than it was this massive light that uh, once I connected to it, you know, the entities I connected to. But this is probably one that's differentiating uh, this entity from everything else. Um, Everything else instantly transferred Just say, hey, this is what I experienced so far up to this point. And this thing hid from me. And I knew it hid from me. Yeah. And but the other thing was it gave me a glimpse of how much it just literally wanted to rip me from you know every atom and put me back together and do it all over again. But uh I hate to say this, I know my girlfriend's listening, and she'll she'll probably say, "Why did you say that?" But anyway, it reminded me of, of a used car salesman trying to sell you something. You know, your best buddies and jovial, want to talk to you. But uh, that underlying, you know, just extreme hate for me. That was that was the that was the uh, the censure. Now since I've come back, I have no fear of the paranormal. I have respect for it. I don't want to sit there and jab it like a stick and say, "Hey, do something for me." No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that kind right. of stuff, you know, I, that just boggles my mind. Hey, run into a house and piss something off. No, no. What in the world would you That's want to do no. <laughs> we'll
2: there's
1: there's one comment um by Mr. Knuckles said that the Bible talks about the fountain of the deep. Imagine a geyser shooting up from these blue holes a thousand feet into the air. Hmm. I could see that. Hmm. Kind of you never there's know. There's more out
0: there's more out there than we can imagine. And it's true. Let
1: just see. Yeah, there's a couple more qu- questions about the um Hell is a place from Michael. Hell is a place where you cannot even feel God's presence, a place void of God, not fire. And knowing you could have asked Jesus into your life and all the chances you had and you didn't take it, Sean. I've
3: been down there before. <laughs> well,
1: hopefully you won't go there again anytime soon. <laughs>
0: The one fear I've got out all this thing is to mess up my connection with God. That's the one fear I've got. Well, you know,
1: if you think that, Sean, you know what you should do? Um, I listen to Marshall Taylor. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a big YouTuber, and he always starts his YouTube um, with saying the the Lord's Prayer in Latin. So you might want to learn it. And that, they said that because the devil, he he does not like Latin, and he does not like the Lord's Prayer in Latin.
0: This little ring right here has Lord's Prayer on it. Oh, yeah. All the time.
2: I actually have a question for Sean G. Uh, So when you were in your coma and, you know, you're experiencing all this stuff, do you think that it was almost like a form of astral projection, you know, because your body was in a weakened state? So when you encountered the devil, that he was trying to overtake you and your body while, you know, you're out there, you know, you think it's like something along outlines, or
0: no? Exactly? I felt uh, I felt extremely protected, you know, without a doubt. I've never felt so, you know, out of harm's way. You know, there was no harm there. You know, mm-hmm. even when I was in connection with it. Now, the one thing I, you know, I will share with you that uh, the parting gift that this damn thing shared with me is, you'll remember this conversation or this exchange when you need to. And that was the last thing it said to me or you know, shared with me. And I'm like, okay, I haven't remembered that yet. So, what the hell is it going on? What did it tell me? What did it share with me? So, that's what you know, I'm not looking forward to it, don't want to experience it again. But hell, that being said, uh, astral projection, no, no, I was, I was not a part of my body and whatever. It was me inside this thing right now. Was so where
1: do you think this thing is? It's like in a different dimension where you were, where your mind was, where your soul was?
0: Uh, how I look at everything, everything is weaved like a, a mint spiderweb. You know, even the other side, uh, other dimensions, everything is, you know, on top of each other. You know, it's it's hard to say other than if I could just leap out of my body and say, hey, Jason, come over. Let me show you what I saw, Experience, Do that kind of deal. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's all in one and one and all, but it's separate for whatever reason. Uh,
3: I think we'd go mad if we tried to experience it right now. Yeah. Mm, Real quick, shut up. I found the group's name. They're called the Black... (laughs) silent black silent ghost adventures
1: oh wow
3: all right pat you figured it out no i got it on my computer here buddy (laughs) (laughs) had to type it in (laughs) we need to talk more sean me and you okay sure sure yeah i have a lot to get off my chest (laughs)
1: <laughs> about what you experienced.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we yes. didn't even go yes. down to what I experienced before I had a near death well, experience. That's Very why funny. we need to have a nine hour talk session. Buddy.
0: Well mm-hmm. we had uh well I I'll just leave you with this before we jump off. I actually experienced as a respiratory therapist two near death experiences by other people. I revived them and they come back and said hey I saw you do this Sean. I was like what the hell <laughs> You know, you were dead when I touched you the first time, even seeing you. And they're telling me what what I was doing. And, you know, I was a respiratory therapist, new in, into the field. And, uh, you know, this little old lady was 90-some years old. And uh, she was floating over bed watching everybody. And she explained to me. She pointed out everybody that was in that unit saying, this person was doing this. And you were, you know, amboeing me and keeping me breathing and all this other stuff. And I was like, how in the hell? Did this is my first... You know really weird experience in as a respiratory therapist, one of many. But uh, that lady even picked out and said, You that little lady that wore the nursing hat's not here uh today, but she was there last night taking notes. And I know for a fact that lady was never conscious that entire shift that was there, so there was no way she knew that, no way other than you know. At that time, I was on the fence of what was happening on the other side. And I was like, eh, I was, you know, had my brain stuffed with calculation and how to, you know, evaluate a person's breathing by just licking at them. You know, look, listen, feel kind of stuff. You know, yeah. dip your toe into that pond for the first time. like, uh, how the hell did a person that was flatlined and came back and told me what I was doing to her? And I knew for a fact that that lady didn't know what I was doing
1: to her. <laughs> well, so That's, that being
0: said, I've got I've got hours of, re, of hospital and sleep lab, uh, paranormal stuff. Crazy. Cool.
1: Well, Sean, cool. you're going to you're going to have to get together with Sean Kelly and discuss that because he's something's weighing on him. <laughs>
3: yep, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Maybe you just better start saying our father in Latin.
3: <laughs> father I in do Latin. know how to say it. I so go ahead and say it. Say it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nah, not on my, nah, I do know how to say it. I know the Hail Mary, so I'll say the In Hail Latin. Mary. In Latin? Yeah. Ave Maria Grazia Polina Dominus Deco, and a tu to Emilia Rebus, a Benedictus Brutus St. Jesus, Santa Maria, monte today, or a nobis, et no or Tisor Wow. <laughs> and I and i was going to be a priest in high school yeah
1: oh, really we have to talk yes. about that one
2: yeah that's Sure. A, i didn't know that yeah.
3: <laughs> yep
1: well sure if you did. can say the our, if you can say the Hail mary you should say the uh, how do you begin the our father um name of the father how do you
3: do that it's- And it's- amen yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah i'm trying to learn it cuz i want to say it um, the Our Father in Latin, because I don't want demonic presence around me anymore because I know they're around me.
2: <laughs> oh, they're That's everyone. right behind you, Jenny. <laughs> they're everyone, they're but na- uh, everyone.
1: Um, I don't see... Um, I'm not sure what... Okay, we're only at 48 minutes. Usually we get a little bing from um, Joe, the station owner, but we haven't gotten it yet. So next week, we're going to be talking about the... Do- How do you say that, Sean Kelly? Uh Dulce Dois?
3: Dolce. Dolce Dolce or Doyce Drunk
1: Graham. Is it Doyce?
2: Dolce? Uh, Come on to the rescue. We're oh, going re- yeah.
1: re- to be doing the Doce papers and we're going to go over each Phil level. Schneider. Phil Schneider. Uh-huh. Yeah. Each level of the um the underground bases. And we're going to talk about all the weird stuff that goes on there. And I'm going to try to get somebody who's an authority on it. Um Going to try to discuss that and talk about are they really the gr- there's like the greys, there's one level is reptilian, mm-hmm. and then you got the you know, we got the uh humans experimenting on human beings with the aliens, mm-hmm. it's kind of creepy mm-hmm. stuff, very yeah. creepy. Um, we did
3: talk about that, yeah, mm-hmm. way back talk way
0: about back. how they come into your house and there's no entrance. No. Well, they're, they're coming
1: through a portal.
0: Ooh. They're just phasing in, phasing through your walls.
3: Sean, do you believe UFOs and Bigfoot are connected?
0: Absolutely. You know, I actually had uh, Linda Godfrey on my show uh, about mm-hmm. two years ago. Fantastic lady to talk to you. If you can get her, get her. You know, and you know, she's been doing her circuit here the last little bit. I don't know if she's still doing it. But uh, I actually, you know, researched it quite a bit and I said, hey, Linda, have you ever noticed that if you lay a UFO sighting map on top of a Bigfoot sighting map on top of a actually Indian burial map, they all correlate just about. Wow, She said, yeah, yeah, you know, don't take my word for it. Go out and look. It'll surprise you. Mm -hmm. Then lay paranormal, lay a paranormal map on there
1: definitely and i think uh, yeah, the human beings have a reptilian brain maybe we are part reptilian actually
0: they're yeah you know, the ponds area in the back of the stem yeah that's definitely that's yep
1: then then you got mm-hmm. the nephilians who mated with the earthlings and the nephilians are i fallen angels and they look you know they could be part reptilian too because if you go to the bible and the devil is always replicated as a as a serpent Natalie, always the devil always portrays a snake. Oh
3: yes. Uh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
1: We're saying that Latin soon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, before we go, guys, I, I know we have you in the books for. Um, you're going. So are you going to? Is it Tennessee? Well, we're
0: in Tennessee. Huh? I used to. Live so in you're in Tennessee.
1: Guys, don't you have a g- g- ghost investigation somewhere down somewhere, or are we doing a show on it? I can't remember. I'm looking at my calendar.
3: Um, <laughs> I, don't <Tennessee's> know. <laughs> I don't know. Either.
1: <laughs> the Tennessee witch or something? Wait, um, come on, There's guys. That's, That's down, that.
3: the Bell Witch. The Bell, the bell witch.
1: witch. The Bell oh, Witch. yeah, she's in the. Yeah. Uh, she's in Tennessee. So that's what the uh, show is on May 6th.
3: Bell Witch. Okay. Oh, road Trip. Just, road, trip. Yeah. road Trip.
1: Yeah. Do you know anything about the Bell uh, Witch real quick, Sean? Yeah. I do a couple don't like, she was oh, a yeah. I don't. But Russell
3: does. <laughs> Russell does.
1: Russell <laughs> yes, yes, does. does. <laughs> We're going we to have to have There's witches
0: all over the place in North Carolina. Yes. That's just one of those things. Just do yeah. yeah.
1: The yeah. Witches of the South. Yeah, witches why is of the that? town. I wonder why.
2: Wicked witches. East.
0: Well, actually, n- right here in North uh oh, I said northeast Tennessee, southwest Virginia, Kentucky on the border, there are a lot of secret covens around here. Believe it or not. Secret caverns? Covens, covens. covens, covens.
1: Oh, witch covens. Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: back back in the seventeen hundreds where they you know they traveled you know eastward or westward. Uh, they stopped here. You know, there was a big pass that they actually drilled a big uh, road through. Uh, you know, it, the the legend has it, that these covens, you know, have their own little black churches that look like uh, okay. barns, more or less.
1: Oh. But inside
0: of them, they're not barns. They're big cathedral-like.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. mean to cut you off, but we're, we're having a little, somebody telling us to say bye-bye, so. No. I just you want to know. thank you. I want to thank you for being on the show. Sean, we'll have to have thank you on you. again. Oh, yeah.
3: Thank Listen. you, Sean.
1: And make sure you guys check out Chasing the Truth with Sean Graham. And guys, my books are going to be free next week on Kindle. So you guys can watch. I'll make sure you tell I'll tell you um, next week. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be free. Make sure you check them out so you can read them. We can talk about all those underground alien bases. (laughs) But uh, please check out um, our website and ChasingProphecy.com, ChasingProphecyRadio.com, and our YouTube channel, and check out my author page. So, guys, thanks again for tuning in to Chasing Prophecy. Have a great night.
2: Thank you. Good good night, night, everybody. everybody.